0: Well, good afternoon, and welcome to Round the Table Live with Christian Concern. Um, it's great to see you today. Um, today, we're talking about the nurse who lost her job for wearing a cross um, on the job or wearing a cross um, around her neck. And uh, that's where we're, I'm joined today by Andrea Williams, Chief Executive of Christian Concern, um, and also a um, member of our legal team, Roger Kiska, as well um great to see you guys um so i i thought it'd be a good idea though to start by watching a three minute video of mary telling the story of what happened to her and then i'm going to come to you andrea because you've been in court this week yeah. and, and we'll hear about what that's been like and uh, and if you've got comments and questions do put them in the chat to you watching live and we'll try and get to those as well so let's watch mary's story now
1: the, the job i love doing has been taken away from me because i have a cross on and the most worrying thing is that other groups are allowed to wear their one, The same thing, all of us are in theatre. So, what, what, why am I asked to remove my own cross while other people are allowed to wear their own? <laughs> this is what I have, just which I've been wearing. I've never worn massive cross to which I won't even do to work, and I've worn it since I was employed with it. And no patient has ever complained. I've not harmed any patient, and I've not harmed myself because they said I can harm a patient with this. There is no evidence that my cross, since I've been wearing it, has ever caused an infection. And for instance, we, I wear some, sometimes glasses, and many people wear eyeglasses. We wear, people wear young lads, wedding ring is accepted, earring is accepted, um, uh, pass and bunch of keys. We all attach that. So cross does not make any difference. So if I'm allowed to wear longer chain, then what happened to the cross? Why is it not allowed? So there's no evidence that my cross I've worn for many years has ever caused any infection or health and safety. Other people wear other things, because I could still see a lot of people wearing jewelry. They were not asked to remove their own. And uh, for this time, even the day I was approaching theater to remove my cross. The, uh one of the staff there as well had a blue pendant on and the silver. She was not uh, approached at all. So, and a lot of other people still wearing different kinds of jewelry. Because of my stand not removing my cross, I have been removed from clinical area. Uh, to do some odd jobs with the clerk, different dep- different wards, they keep sending me to different wards, one week here, two weeks here, one week here till now. And this is the job I love doing. I've been prevented just because I have the cross on, not to do the job. And they hire agency staff or other staff to do my job. I don't think I can do without the cross because um, I draw my strength from looking at the cross. Each time I remember, even at the suffering, when I'm suffering or whatever I'm going through, I know that Christ went through all this. So I draw my strength from that. So it's a thing I'm so proud of, be a Christian, and I'm proud to wear my cross. Doesn't mean I'm perfect, or doesn't mean I'm better than others who are not having it or who haven't got it done, but it's just something that I've worn for many years. Even from my confirmation after my uh, confirmation I've had my cross on see today it's part of my life it's part of me so and I I'm happy to have it on
0: great well wow what a story what an extraordinary story and I think um Andrea one of the things that I find when I talk to people about is they kind of can't believe it it's like you know, I've never experienced such intolerance in the workplace. Is it really the case? You know, there must be something else going on here. You know, what, what? I mean, you know, how long has it taken this to get to court, and and is there not something else going on?
2: No, really, really. What you've just seen there is Mary Anua. That's exactly what she's like. Uh, she's from Nigeria. Her passion is nursing. She's been on the wards for well over two decades. And she's always worn that little cross that was there in that video. She has it on in court this week. I think that that little video there gives a really good indication of what she's like. How she talks about the cross as a visible symbol, that she looks to it, she remembers. Um, She doesn't think of herself better than others. She loves her job. And what I found fascinating in that courtroom was that Mary gave her testimony, much like she has just done um, now to us. But we witnessed in the courtroom many witnesses uh, from the NHS Trust that were coming coming in there, all of them gathered, almost 2,000 pieces of paper in in the bundles, multiple witnesses, all of them to justify why they had removed a high ranking nurse, such as Mary from her role, all for wearing that little cross. One of the most insane parts of this story is that she was actually in an operating theater when one of her superiors came to her and she said, remove the cross. So there was a man, there was a person actually on the operating table The anesthetist in the room had a pendant on, but Mary was being removed from that situation where she was the senior circulating uh, operations person within the operating theatre. She was removed from that situation because of her cross. And, and then there's the irony of that little, that cross is going to, um, possibly cause health, a health and safety risk. Well, don't you think that removing her <laughs> from an operating theater in that circumstance produces a health and safety risk? And at no point, at no point has it been shown or proved that this kind of, um, that a, a gold chain such as that will carry an infection. So we've got that, that's the first point to say, but they also make something of the chain, the fact that some, she could, get hurt because somebody would pull on the chain. But then they say, well, a compromise may be to have a longer chain. So having said that the chain could be, they say maybe a compromise would be just to hide that cross, to put the cross. And this was one of the most bizarre elements as well during the week that came out. She could wear a longer chain and hide the cross in her bra or wear a chain and put it over her back and tuck it in behind. So the most bizarre things were coming out during the course of evidence this week. And I think that it can only really be understood <laughs> that, um, as something that's spiritual, that the offense is actually the cross itself. And particularly when you look at the reality of what's going on on the ground in that Croydon NHS Trust, because all their recent social media feed clearly shows uh, staff there wearing jewelry, wearing necklaces, wear, You know, where it's all very evident they're all, and um, they, it's regular to wear lanyards and keys and so on.
1: and so,
0: forth. so Roger, what do you say then to people who say, but the cross isn't really a Christian symbol. You know, most Christians don't wear crosses. Um, so what's this got to do? Why is there a Christian interest in this case?
3: Well, for, for those who are believers, um, you understand the personal nature of the relationship you have with, with Christ and that manifests itself in different ways. Now, um, symbols have power. Um, if you go to Alcoholics Anonymous, that, that chip that says you've had a certain amount of sobriety has power and you carry it with you. A wedding ring has power. Um, and, and as a manifestation of your relationship with, with Christ, um, you know, wearing a cross to remind you every moment of every day that, that you are a servant and, and faithful and that you are saved, that, that's one way of doing it. So the law says that it's not about whether a religion mandates it or not. Um, If your belief is personal, but it's serious and cogent and you have reasons for wearing it, then it's protected under the law. Um, So this is really not about theology as much as it is about um, personal belief and personal relationship with God.
0: Right. So um, I get some comments coming through now on the um, on the live stream. Um, Somebody called RW um, is asking, what can be done to help? Is there a letter or template to send to an MP? or something. Andrea. what's What's your advice to somebody who's asking what, what can they do to help?
2: Well, I think to just raise this with your MP and to, to send through the video of Mary Anua there would be great. And to just keep on reminding those that represent us of the importance of freedom of religion, freedom to manifest, to manifest our faith. It's been a long time that we at Christian Concern and the Christian Legal Centre have been contending on this issue. And sometimes we have faced backlash, even from Christians' Saying, "Why don't you just tell her to take off her cross? You don't have to wear a cross to be a Christian." Well, it was interesting because we've been in this space um, going right back, really, just to the turn of this century. Remember the um, air steward Nadia Awida,
0: mm,
3: yeah. um,
2: and she was told to remove her cross. That took that case took a number of years to become come before the um, European Court of Human Rights. But you'll also remember the lovely Shirley Chaplin. Um, she'd been a nurse for well over 30 years and had never taken off her cross. And then there was a change in uniform policy. She was asked to remove her cross. She refused to remove her cross. And that case went all the way up to the, um, also to the European Court of Human, Human Rights. Back in those days, back in the, you know, in the 2007, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, We were being put to proof um, as to whether or not the cross was a Christian symbol. The evidence of Bishop Michael Nazir Ali was refused before the First uh, Employment Tribunal in the case of Shirley Chaplin. But then we were still still being told that the cross was not necessarily a, um, was not a Christian symbol, that it was was a piece of jewellery. In this context, it was a piece of jewellery. The government submissions would come along such as Um, You're perfectly free to manifest your faith. Um, You're perfectly free to hold your faith, but to not to manifest it in this way. So you're free to believe you're free to do this. But when it comes to work, you have to essentially take off your faith, take off your cross. Um, So there were limits to the expression of that freedom. Also, in the case of Shirley Chaplin, a very strange proposition was made which got real traction in the case in its first stages in particular, which is that the hijab is exempt in this uniform policy uh, because it's mandatory in Islam. Well, we know that not to be true in fact, but that was something that had potency uh, in the courtroom, but the cross is not mandated and therefore it can be removed. And indeed we've been having the same argument this week in the courtroom where essentially the nhs staff have been saying we do make exceptions for scars for his now they're long they're flowing they could present a health health risk um for other religious symbols but not the cross so it it is definitely as if um certain symbols certain emblems are privileged within these policies over the cross
0: so roger but is is you know they talk about a safety concern don't they here they say there's an infection risk and and so on so you know is that the case is there an infection risk from wearing a cross do they do they not routinely ban all jewelry in the operating theater and therefore shouldn't shouldn't mary also comply by not wearing jewelry just explain that to us. sure well
3: i mean I, I guess to give you some legal background to how this is done in the in the cases is that um The government can interfere and not just the government, but a public body like the NHS can interfere with your freedom to manifest your faith if it's done for a legitimate reason like health and safety. But nonetheless, um, there has to be a proportionate response. Uh, So, you know, you have to make that interference with the religious manifestation very limited and it has to be neutral. So once you start giving exemptions to other jewellery, secular jewellery, jewellery from other religions then you know your, your legitimate aim of saying this is health and safety kind of goes out the window and you know the, the irony here is i mean okay she she's had the cross for 18 uh, years it's never caused infection but more than that um they, they, they told her you can wear the cross so just hide it so what kind of risk of health and safety is it if, if they're saying you can wear it just hide it so this really is um you know just the exemptions they were giving out um it's, it's quite remarkable how uh, it, it, the photo with the, the keys on the lanyard that being worn into the theater. It's almost ridiculous that they're arguing that this is a health and safety issue.
0: And and so, what what is the, the real reasoning reason there? So that's the reason they give.
3: Well, I mean, heaven knows, the um, on the yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the, that's the focus, uh, you know. I think, um, one of the things with, with culture and it's manifested in the NHS is this, um, you know, this uh zeal for diversity, um, and for some reason or another, even even though uh, Mary is Nigerian, uh, her faith is not one of the favorite diversity uh religions, and so they they put a, a I guess, uh, an X around going in that direction. So, you want to manifest. Pluralism, you can do it just not in one of the old traditional ways like Christianity. That's the, literally the only thing I could think of because the amount of jewelry worn in that hospital, and you can see it uh, on, on Croydon's NHS uh, Twitter site. You just look at the nurses and doctors there. Well,
2: and, it, and yeah. Just go, go scroll through it and, and, and take a look. And this is where, you know, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, there we are. We've got some pictures there. I think we can hold in. We can actually see the jewelry being worn there. This is on their Twitter feeds on their social media feeds. It's quite, you know. But I mean, also the, the lanyard
0: thing. is much bigger. and much and the flags, look at the flags in
2: terms of diversity. Look at the flags yes. that we saw there. Do they wear the you
0: lanyard know? in theatre as well? Do, that, do they wear the lanyard in theatre?
2: Um, I'm not sure they do wear the, the they get into scrubs for, the, for, the, for, for when they're actually in theatre.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah. But it's extraordinary, yeah. isn't it?
2: These things. How well, it- the anesthesiologist
3: was wearing jewellery on the on the day that that Mary yes. Was, yes. was accosted in so the theatre. No, so jewellery is worn into the theatre.
2: Absolutely, yes, absolutely. I mean that is true. So,
0: how was it in court this yeah. week, Camilla? You were in court with her, were you?
2: Yes, um, yes, so, we were. We have been in court with her, and it's still going on today. Um, a number of the uh, trust witnesses are being cross-examined today by Michael Phillips. Um, so it, it's been it's been it was in, it's been intense. There was some media interest at the start of the week. Mary held up robustly under cross-examination from the trusts' lawyers. And and again, I think for me, it's really what I said at the beginning: the idea that these thousands of pages of documentation, the investigation that she's gone under, the lengths which they have gone to, well, she says she felt like she was being treated like a criminal. Mm. So she wasn't allowed back onto the wards. She was put in to do clerical duties, shifted mm. around from one clerical duty to, to another. Um, she was told that she was forbidden from speaking to anyone about her case. So that really isolates her. This is harsh. This is cruel. When you take away from someone, what is their vocation, their passion, what what they actually love to do? Um, And, you know, it's quite evident to me as well that she's she's well loved, Mary. She's well loved by her family, by her community, the amount of people that just come to us uh, around her that are speaking into her life at this time. You know she's well loved but she was um, she was told that she couldn't speak in the hospital for anyone and this has taken about three years to get to this point and so for me it's they're prepared to spend it must now be a it must be in the region of a hundred thousand pounds you know I'm I, I, with no exaggeration just to have got to this point
0: mm.
2: over this over this this cross and so i think that is only explicable By something I think probably the NHS Trust itself doesn't understand. They just don't understand what they're doing because it is a it's it's spiritual. The offense is the cross itself. Yes, the offense is the cross itself. And and just that someone would say, This means more to me than anything else. This is a manifestation of my faith, and it means more to me, even in this job I love, which I have done safely for 20 years, but it means more to me. Why are you? When other, when other, when you're permitting uh, hijabs, when you're permitting um, bracelets, when you're when you're permitting these things, other religious symbols, why is it? When you're permitting the kirpan, why is it? Why is it that you are um, forcing her to take off the cross?
0: Okay, so um, Roger, we've got a comment here from Sandra. Um, um, I might not pronounce it apocryphic or something like that. Um, she says on Facebook, we must remember that Jesus Christ is in our hearts and minds. We don't need a cross of our necks. Let's not make this an issue. God's word and action is all we need. Roger, how would you respond to that? Is she, is she right? Well, I mean, uh, yes. I mean, she is
3: right. And, and she's also not right at the same time because um, we all love differently. We love the Lord differently. And if we want to display something around our neck as a, as a manifestation of that love and that relationship, I think that's that's wonderful. It's a beautiful manifestation of faith. So at the end of the day, yeah, we're saved by, by faith through grace. We don't need to wear a cross. But, you know, if, if I love someone and I want to manifest it, I, you know, um, I think it's, it's a beautiful thing that as part of a vocation um, which involves her Christian faith, she wants to wear a cross around her neck. Um, as it's a constant
0: reminder uh, of what brought her into the theater in the first place. And well, I think, what's, well, I think the other side of it is, why should the cross be singled out if if other things are allowed? Is, well, it's you know, either
3: you know, it's to me, it's either health or safety, health and safety, or it's not. And, and once you start giving out exemptions in the manner that the trust is given out, then it's no longer health and safety.
2: Yes, exactly. That's exactly the point, Rogan. Let me say, I'm not someone who wears wears a cross. Um, But I will defend the right of those that want to to, to wear it and to manifest their their faith in that way. And I would very happily wear a cross. It's just not really being part of my tradition, not being part of what I do. But you know what, as Roger said earlier in this conversation, symbols are powerful. And let's just think, we saw in one of those pictures just then, the the flags. We had the rainbow flag. We had the transgender flag. um, The symbols of... um, you know, Islam, the hijab, those are very prevalent in the, um, in, in the hospital. You also have uh, Muslims being given exemption to go to prayer five times a day, prayer mats um, made available, or spaces made available. That's what's happening in this place. But the Little Cross is prohibited. Remember that all of those things are visible in terms of what they represent. And in a world which is increasingly forgotten Christianity, in a world where our institutions have become increasingly secularised and not—and it's not... Secu- Secularisation does not mean neutrality. Secularisation means... A so, neutrality. I
0: can see that um, Maddie yeah. Rees on Facebook and a few other people as well are making a similar sort of comment. Who has made it an issue, right? Is it one doctor? Is it one nurse? Is it... Yeah, who's... Who's actually objecting to this, and 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 how come it's got to this point here?
2: Well, what happened was there 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 was a change in um, uniform policies, and there so there was a crackdown um, on on jewelry and so on. That's what they've been been saying this week. Um, but it was Mary's cross that became the issue by 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 the senior management team in the wards that she was working and so that's how this boiled boiled up and as and and has and and of course what happened is when she didn't bow down they dug in and they're really digging in and this week in the courtroom is three years later really digging in they've got themselves into this place so their uh defense mechanism has become so strong the way uh you know um the way that they that they are presenting themselves is that they are digging themselves deeper and deeper into why they were right to make this why they were right to to pursue mary in the way that they did
0: okay so now roger we've got justin kurian on youtube here um saying so let me ask you if someone was wearing a necklace with a buddha image would that be a problem? Now, do you think Christians should object to that? What would be your view, Roger? Whether Christians should object to
3: it or whether the hospital would
0: object to it? Well, both, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean,
3: uh, the, the uniform policy said it welcomed diversity of of religion, um, and it named several religions, none of them being Christianity. Uh, I believe Buddhism was in the list. So I, I have no doubt that that would have been allowed, even though it's not a mandatory component of the faith. They, I mean, they listed a number of things which weren't mandatory components of the faith in the dress code and diversity policy. Um, you know, whether Christians should be opposed to it. You know, we we live, one of the wonderful things about living in the United Kingdom is we have freedom of religion and freedom to manifest our, our faith. Um, and that, you know, um you know, Mary should be allowed to wear the cross. The person with the, the image of Buddha should be wearing the cross. My issue only is when you single out the cross, um, particularly in a historically Christian nation like the UK, where it's the bedrock of, of our culture and our civilization, mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. single that out is just
0: um, is unbelievable to me. Mm-hmm. So, Andre, you, you mentioned you've been in this for a long time. And, you know, I was just reading, I think maybe my friends can put a link up there. You know, Boris Johnson commented back in 2012 on one of these cases, saying it's a huge mistake to forbid a tiny act of Christian worship, very supportive of um, um, Nadia Adwa, uh, Uhida, um and the case that she had about wearing a cross. Now, and, and also those comments from many other politicians at the time as well. Now, you know, how do you think the culture has changed in the sort of 10 years that was 2012 that Boris Johnson wrote that? Would he write something similar now? Have have we seen similar support? Is it less high profile because there's so many other cases anyway? Um, Yeah, how do you think it's changed over that time?
2: Well, no, I found it fascinating that there has been quite a lot of interest in this case this week. And so there is something about the wearing of the cross and when it is suppressed that ignites the public imagination. I am really pleased and proud in an appropriate way of the fact that we have stood for so long over so many years with the women that have wanted to wear the crosses around their neck as a manifestation of their faith. And I believe that had we not stood uh, back in the in the twenty seven two 2007, 2008, 2011 contending that the cross was a Christian symbol. Remember, this was under attack contending. We, we, we were told it was not. We were told that we should only manifest our faith privately, not publicly. We were um, told that um, th- that there was limits to our manifestation of faith. These sorts of things were being put to us and you know, in, in the courtroom and in the public space. But I believe that because we have stood firm, this time we weren't put to proof. As to whether or not the cross is a christian symbol it was accepted in the courtroom now imagine if we hadn't stood on that a decade ago the lights could have gone out on that point you know it could be a lot darker I mean, it's hard to imagine where we might be but i believe that because we've contended um that that light is still on that it, it has been accepted it's been accepted in the courtroom this week that the wearing of that cross is a manifestation of mary's faith so now it's a straight up argument of they want to, they want to, they want to, they want to stop that, because they say, and they want to say it's proportionate to do so because of health and safety. But they're actually wanted to stop that manifestation of Christian faith. We were even arguing a decade ago over whether or not it was a, a Christian symbol, and whether it was a manifestation of faith. So I think that is a success. And you know, sometimes people say, why do you do your cases? Uh, and lose, well, we do our cases um, to stand for truth, because standing is winning, standing and contending for truth, standing and contending for our place as Christians within public life, standing and contending for the truth of King Jesus is vital. And if we stop, the lights will go out. And so this is a win, do you see? This is a win. To say that the cross is a man of is a Christian symbol and is a manifestation of faith is a huge set forward from where we were a decade decade ago, even though out there in the public space generally, the regard Christianity and its power, its potency in public life is much diminished right now. Not because it couldn't still be there, but because in many ways we the people of God. Have failed to speak as, as as Mary Anua does. We've failed to de- demonstrate and manifest our faith in all the multitude of ways that we might, so that people know that we are a vocal and a visible people for the for the Lord Jesus Christ. We've hidden away, we've hid our crosses underneath our tunics. We've hid our light. Um mm-hmm. you know, we've not put our light on the lamps, not put our light on the lampstand. And as a result of that, people just don't know where we are, they don't know what we believe, and that's why it's a fantastic honor to stand with Mary Anua and Shirley Chapin and Nadia Awida, these heroines of faith.
0: Yep, yep. So, um, to you because Justin Curian is saying, um, he's, he's in New York, right? I, I, it says on YouTube, here in New York, we're wondering why, in general, is great Christianity. It's very obvious what is behind it. What do you say to Justin over there?
2: Uh, well, I think it can only... I, well, what, why in general? Well, I mean, we're in a spiritual battle. We've always been in a spiritual battle. The Garden of Eden was a spiritual battle. We're still in the spiritual battle. The great sadness in Great Britain is that we have... We've been Christian-infused for so long. All our institutions are so beautifully... Christian infused our law historically so beautifully Christian infused but in the last 60 years in particular we have moved away we've we from that we've sought we've gone after um, a secular belief system we've thrown out God we have been continued to be blessed because we are surrounded by the uh, the fabric of a was a strong Christian culture, but we've gutted, we've gutted it of its power and its potency. So, so there's a sense in which the the nation has given up. But you know, it's not the nation, it's not the people that don't know. Um, that's the, really the issue here. It's the people of God. Um, we, it's as if we have been ashamed of the gospel, we've been ashamed of Jesus and his word, we've been ashamed of manifesting our belief, our faith in him, we've been ashamed of the cross, and we mustn't be ashamed, and we've failed to contend for him in the public space as we should, and contend for his truth, and his righteousness, and his laws as we should, and as a result the lights have gone out, gone out, gone out, so I say it's the church that must find her voice once more. I believe there's still enough of us to make a difference in this nation. Um, but we must awake and arise soon um, because it's so dark.
0: Yeah. So, Andrea, um, to wrap up then, when do we find out the result of this case? How long is it, how long is it going on for when, will we, when will we hear what the result is?
2: the case goes into next week evidence should finish probably on Monday then there will be legal arguments on Tuesday and it's unlikely that the tribunal will give their decision next week and usually we have to wait at least a month or two before we get the judgment but we'll let you know when it comes
0: right well we'll keep praying about that and I noticed that um, R. W. has written to his MP Um, wonderful um, well done, already well his or her okay. i should say. um and uh, great thank you for doing that and um, we've put the links there for the videos and stuff so do do that and thank you for your support and do be praying as well two more days left then in court on this case and then um, for the judgment as well um but thank you for joining us today um for round the table live um we will look forward to see you again next week also coming up just to let you know 18th of october um how to sex proof your children. Uh Lisa Noland will be talking about that um in the evening on that day. So we'll, uh, we'll look out for that. And we've got a conference uh, online for teachers over the weekend of 29th, 30th of October. And as well, sign so up for that or any pass it on to other people you know in education as well. And meanwhile we're back again next Friday and I'll look forward to seeing you again then. Thank you very much.